Hey, welcome to Wednesdays in the Word. I'm Dr. Stan, and it's great to be able to come and share the Word of God with you. Hey, I've thought for many, many years, I mean, you know, though I know I'm called and all of that to the ministry, oftentimes I've asked the question, am I really adequate? Am I really equipped sufficiently to be able to serve the Lord? And I know many people have this, have a similar question. They they think about themselves and and uh, their background, the problems that they've experienced in life, and they they wonder. I mean, how could God use me? Well, I was you know thinking about that and thinking about especially the life of Paul. What a unique character in the New Testament. You know, Paul uh, in, in his own self description. I mean, he. You know, he came from a pretty good background. In many ways, he was he was destined to be a leader in Israel, especially uh, you know amongst the Sanhedrin and the religious leaders. Uh, was so jealous, you know, for the law that he, you know, I mean, he was commissioned and he went out to try and persecute Christians to try and turn them back from the way, you know, following Christ, but. You know, we remember the story, he was apprehended on the road to Damascus, and I mean, the same kind of zeal he had against the church, now he had for planting churches and expanding the kingdom of God. And yet, in many ways, Paul, like most of us, asked himself the question, I mean, who am I? Am I adequate for the service that God's called me to? Well, it brought me to a a scripture in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter Two verses uh, 14 through 16. Paul says, But thanks be to God, who always leads us in his triumph in Christ, and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. For we are a fragrance of Christ to God among those whom are being saved and among those who are perishing. To the one, an aroma from death to death, the other, an aroma from life to life, And who is adequate for these things? For we are not like many peddling the word of God, but as from sincerity, but as from God, we speak in Christ in the sight of God. He goes on to talk about, but I'm not commending myself, but, you know, I am doing the work that God's called me to do. Well, you know, I think, uh, you know, part of Paul's conflict in life was self-sufficiency versus really God-dependency. And many of us, I mean, we face that. I mean, we have certain gifts and abilities, and, you know, when stress comes, we want to figure out how to solve all the problems. And, and many times we can rely upon ourselves or our own gifts and abilities. Paul, I imagine, went through that as well. But he recognized in his life that if he could just, you know, trust in the sufficiency of Christ, that no matter what came, all would be well. Um, because God has made us adequate. I mean, I mean, none of us are perfect, but we are adequate for the task that God has given us. I mean, if you're asked to do something, well, you're probably being asked because someone thinks that you're capable of getting the job done. And certainly the Lord knows what you're capable of. If we're putting our sufficiency, our trust in Him, we can trust He's going to lead us and guide us to be able to do things that are to his glory, but also that will be successful for us. Well, none of us, of course, are fully adequate. I mean, the answer to the question is an empathic, 
Yes and no. Yes, we are adequate, made adequate by Christ, but no, of course, not in ourselves. So I want to kind of look at the yes and no, but let's look at them in the reverse order. I want to look at some of the no's first. No, we're not adequate. No matter how gifted, no matter how called, how anointed that we are, none of us are going to get the job done. I mean, I remember, you know, being in uh, Michigan, uh, I was doing some ministry there and you know, on Sunday morning, you get up, get cleaned up, get dressed up, and, you know, you flip on the TV and look at what the local preachers are doing. Well, I remember the, the announcer came out, you know, the, the lights dimmed on this uh, local TV program, and the announcer says, now, ladies and gentlemen, men and women of God, today I'm privileged to introduce to you the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, of our local church. I'm saying, wow, Jesus is showing up. Hallelujah. Now, of course, you know, I mean, he was trying to be nice, I think. He loves his pastor, wants to build him up, but nobody's all five. In fact, most of us have a hard time with just one area of gifting in our lives, but we all are gifted. But none of us can do the work that God's called us to by ourselves. We need a team. I'm, I am blessed through Vision International to have a team of, of they're primarily voluntary leaders who recognize the importance of teaching and training and equipping God's people. And they're out doing the work and planting schools and planting churches. And they're doing it because they're called, I mean, they do it in the name of Vision. And Vision is related in many ways to me, but it ain't me that's doing the work. It's the team, and it always takes a team to really build the kingdom of God. So, of course, none of us are adequate in ourselves. You know, the fact is, to the world, we stink. (laughs) No matter how much we try and clean ourselves up, if we're really preaching a gospel of the kingdom, we're saying that the philosophies and the kingdoms of this world must and will eventually bow to the kingdoms to the kingdom of our Lord and his Christ, for he shall reign forever. We're saying that, listen, our kingdom, our way, the way that we are called to live is the way, it is the truth, it is the life, and that stinks to the world. They don't want to hear that in most cases. Hey, but to those that are born again, those that have received Christ, it is the sweetest aroma on the planet. Knowing that we are in Christ makes all the difference. But, you know, no, of course, you know, to the world, we ain't much. And, you know, we can pedal. And I'm not talking about putting, you know, the pedal to the metal and working hard and getting things done. But, you know, that we do know that there are people that basically are preaching the gospel for their own personal financial gain. And I'm not against being blessed. I mean, I'm blessed and I believe in the prosperity of God, but that's not what we're about. We, you know, most of us would preach if we had, if, if there was no money involved at all. In fact, some of us would pay to preach and have at times past. So we're not here to peddle, but, you know, so no, I mean, that's not who we are. That's not what we're about. It's not about gain. It's not about our glory. It's not about our position. It is really about seeing the kingdom of God. And so, no, we're not adequate in and of ourselves. And yet at the same time, there's a yes, we are adequate because we're called. I mean, we have been called by God. I mean, I don't know why uh, God called me. I mean, at 12 years of age, 
I don't know why. I just know that I'm glad that he did. And you know that you're called. You've been called out of darkness into light. You've been called out of sickness into health. You've been called to, to live a life of, of prosperity and blessing and a testimony of God's goodness and grace. And you know that. You know that the call of God is on your life. It may not be the five-fold ministry gift or preaching, teaching, evangelism, or missions, but it's called to serve and it's called, you are called by God, filled by His Spirit to be able to fulfill a purpose and destiny. We've been called to our great salvation and therefore we know who we're worshiping. The world worships. Everybody worships something or someone, even if that means they just worship themselves. But we worship the King of Kings. We worship the Creator of heaven and earth. We know who we worship, and we have been wonderfully saved. Again, out of darkness, out of sin, out of selfishness, God has delivered us. I mean, that's part of what makes us adequate for service in the kingdom of God, because of all that Christ has done for us. I mean, we've been sanctified. The Word of God cleanses us, and it's you know, sanctified is both something that has been done and is being done and it will be done in our lives. To be set aside for God. We have been called holy and chosen and beloved by God. So it's not something we have to prove. It's not something that we have to strive for. It's who we are because we are a new creation in Christ. And that's what makes us adequate for service. We are adequate for service in that he's given us something to do. Everyone in the body of Christ, and I don't mean this tritely, but even if it means you can only pray, and prayer is powerful, prayer is important, but we have service. God has given us something meaningful to do. Each individual, as a part of a local church, as a part of a ministry, we can serve. Even through the internet, we can serve uh, through the gifts that God has given us. And yes, we are in Christ and we always triumph. You know, in that, in that statement there, Paul is alluding to the great victory of, of, say, a Roman general. When after they had had their great victory, they would have a specific parade or party, if you were, for the general. And Paul is saying is just as a general would have this great party and you would be invited to ride along with that general in the triumph, in the party, in the celebration, so we have been invited into the same thing in Christ. Christ has triumphed and we triumph. That is, we are in the celebration of all that Christ has done through the death of his death, burial, and resurrection, his ascension and enthronement. We are presently seated in the heavenlies in Christ. We're far above principalities and powers. I mean, God has made us adequate because we are always in the triumph of God. You know, there's a, there's a story that was written by Gene Edwards about the tale of three kings, about Saul and David and Absalom. You know, all of us are called, and sometimes we can be like Saul, sometimes we can be like David, sometimes we can be like Absalom. You know, David wasn't perfect, we all know that. He was passionate, good, passionate, bad, he was passionate, but he was a man after God's own heart. You know, that's what God's called us to be, to recognize that, women, I am who I am by the grace of God, 
and I'll do what I do because he gives me his empowerment to do it. It's not about me, it's about glorifying him. I mean, David's heart was to see God glorified. Saul was so fearful, so jealous of his position that he even tried to, to kill David. And that we can see that sometimes in, in modern day. And Absalom was a usurper, tried to steal the king. I mean, God has made us adequate. We need to rest in our calling, in our gifting, and do all that we can as an adequate servant of God to fulfill the call that he's placed upon our lives. Well, hey, until next Wednesday, check us out again on vision.edu, drstandikoven.org, booksbyvision.org. God bless.